0: God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you you must be so excited. Listen now.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: This is a podcast from The Bugle.
1: Once
2: in Royal David City stood a lowly cattle shed Where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed Mary was that mother mild. The goggle was her little child. <laughs> Welcome to the goggle. <laughs> this is the Goggle, the Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugles Audio newspaper for a visual world. Your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Athena Kublenu. Welcome. Thank you. And Tiff Stevenson. Hello. I've never questioned before
3: why Mary is so mild. Why was she mild? She gave birth in a manger. She would have been
4: fed off. Mm. Yeah. Massively. Yeah,
2: spicy Mary.
3: She got
4: straw up her bum. Nothing. It's <laughs> yeah. like when you go to the beach and you get sand up like your back crack. Imagine.
2: <laughs> well, this is, there's like quite a lot of pressure in the birth giving process to be as chill as possible. Um, and they're all like, you know, oh, bring candles if it'll make you feel calm or whatever. But I can imagine nothing that would make me less calm than candles in a straw-filled stable. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let alone the fact that someone's bringing myrrh and frankincense and shoving them at you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who asked for that?
4: What do you mean? Where's my
2: gin? <laughs> Before we rig up our camels and follow the leading star towards this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of this week's magazine. The front cover is Jack Reacher from season two of Jack Reacher, watching the two brand new hour-long Alice Fraser comedy specials now available on Go Faster Stripe as a £10 Christmas bundle. uh, Topical news, that. (laughs) Yeah, yes.
3: (laughs) Very, very (laughs) topical.
4: Al Jazeera, I've got a documentary on it. Yeah, it's very good.
3: The new Reacher is mad, like how wide his shoulders are. It's sort of gone insane. Like he was a big dude in the first series, but now he's like double, like he looks like the Hulk.
2: In most situations, in most like media, I would be like, it is unnecessary for a man to be this big. But in the context of the Jack Reacher books, every third sentence is about how f***ing massive and jacky yeah. is for no reason. <laughs> like at various points, it's just like, and I have an inexplicable genetic tendency to put on slabs of muscle no matter what I eat. Like it is like, it is canon that this guy is unnecessarily large at all times. So I Then, then
3: played by Tom Cruise in the films.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> They're like, this guy's way over, what is he like six foot four in the books or something? Six foot five? Yeah and yeah. built like a brick shit house door. It's, it's called and then acting,
2: went, Tiff. It's called acting.
4: <laughs> and also okay. Tom Cruise Tom Cruise has big dick energy. So it doesn't yeah, matter true. how small but he's he does also seem like, like a big,
2: massive dick, doesn't he? he
4: he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's got big dick energy and big man energy. So inside of Tom Cruise is a hench dude. Wow. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's scientific. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> I'm not Science I'm not suggesting something. anything other than that metaphorically Tom Cruise lawyers <laughs> it's just it's a metaphor
2: yeah if you, if you see his engram reflected on the wall it's a bigger shadow than he should cast. <laughs> <laughs> like to be fair if I'm
3: watching an action film I kind of want to see I do want to see Tom Cruise in it doing his own stunts so Mm. The the biggest
2: stunt of all is pretending to be six foot five. (laughs) The biggest stunt of all is doing all of the acting while standing on a box. (laughs) I did. I had a joke about Tom Cruise in my um in my special Savage, which was up on Amazon Prime, and they the lawyers sent me a message saying, "Are you sure you want to make this joke about Tom Cruise? He's like quite famously litigious," and the joke was that you know he runs very beautifully around corners and he goes at like a more acute angle than most other action stars because he has a lower center of gravity, Um, and I was like. First of all, the joke won't work if I make it about anyone else, and second of all, a defence to the crime of libel is truth, and you can't argue with physics. (laughs) Uh, The satirical cartoon this week is a cartoon of Legolas making toys on the North Pole assembly line. Legolas is saying, in my day, people respected elves, and then uh, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, is saying, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. And Santa Claus is saying, have you guys ever thought of signing up for the lunchtime yoga and mindfulness classes? I've just noticed the AI tracker managers are telling me your pick and pack arm movements are a little behind schedule. Top story this week is dolphins jumping the shark news. This is the news of a dolphin that has been discovered smuggling some thumbs. Uh, Athena, you love speaking with our underwater brethren. Can you unpack this Mm. story?
4: Yeah, so uh, we found some dolphins, just a couple of them, but they've got thumbs. And there's a picture of a dolphin with little, little kind of little peaks on on their fins, and I can confirm those peaks are thumbs. And I for one am thrilled because I'm tired of cutting these things out of nets. It's like do it yourself then. Got thumbs? Yeah. Here's, 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 here's some scissors. Do you know what I mean? That's just a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can't, if you, they're walking around, not looking where they're going. We're well, not walking, obviously. I mean, it's walking, if you call walking swimming, if you live underwater. Um, so let's just go with that. So they're, they're, walking, <laughs> around, <laughs> they're walking around, getting trapped in these nets because we're trying to feed ourselves because we're humanity and we're humans. And because we have no respect for the food chain, we eat anything. Um, and um, these dolphins are getting stuck in nets. And so we have got to rescue them. And now it's like, you've got thumbs. This whole time you've had thumbs. And we, like, we were buying dolphin friendly tuna. Like, like, what a waste. Uh, so, yeah, very thrilled uh, in, about this development, really, because they can start doing stuff themselves, really. All I've wanted is more animals have thumbs. You know, like oh yeah. god, pandas and all these all these things that need our help. You know how many kids? You know how many animals could help themselves if they had thumbs? All of them, really. So this is a good. This is a this is a great development for just conservation and by you know it's it's always bad news when it comes to like life on this planet. It's just great news. I'm thrilled for them.
2: <laughs> we don't need the tuna to be dolphin friendly because now the dolphins can be friendly themselves with their thumbs. <laughs> yeah, I like that
3: it's called dolphin friendly, but it's just like not friendly for the tuna. yeah the tuna (laughs) this is fine for the dolphin but the tuna is absolutely
2: I mean it's either it's either just a a rare um, mutation or it is a sign that the dolphins are coming to get us um, in our dominant species (laughs)
3: role the one-upmanship I think there's there's questions that need to be asked is it so it can hitchhike join the crankies and fan dabby dozy is it so it could be Caesar at a gladiatorial match? Is it so mm-hmm. it can shout one, two, three, four? I declare a thumb war. These are all possibilities that we need to investigate fully. I had a whole routine about this in my show last year, um, but it is <laughs> it, it, it is about the fact that dolphins are viewed like they're they're like they're amazing, and sharks have had all the bad PR. You know, so um, you know that the shark attacks were being rebranded. There was an actual campaign last year to say, sort of, can we rebrand these? You can't say that you you were a victim of a shark attack. You have to say you were lovingly lacerated um, or that you experienced <laughs> bitey wet times. And you're not allowed to call them prehistoric predators because it's a bit ageist. Um, but yes, basically, dolphins are the uh, Prince Andrews of the sea.
4: We're just throwing kids <laughs> in there with no... Thought for what might happen. Not only like not, or not just like kids. It's like their last wish. It's like I've got 12 months to live, and I want to live with swim with dolphins. The most innocent of the children like was thrown in with these predators. It's it's just we should have known. Like I got a letter from a dolphin once, but I didn't understand it. No spaces between the words, right? No bloody <laughs> thumbs, right? Now they've got thumbs. They're going to be able to write letters. Like we're coming for you, humanity. You know, at first we had no idea. Now they can be really clear with their intentions. Think about sharks is they just want it. They're just hungry. So if if a shark sees you and bites off your leg, obviously that's a real shame. Um, However, the shark is hungry. When a dolphin sees you, it literally is saying, I want to wipe you out. I want you all to go. You know, so I—I I'd, I'd, what? What do we do? Do we say we want an animal that wants to eat us because it's it wants satiation, or we do you want an animal that wants to literally take over the world? They want to take over the stock markets. Have you seen the movie Leave the World Behind? Have you seen no. it yet? No. In dolphins, mate. Uh, the whole movie, the whole time, I was like, this is dolphins are behind this. Honestly, basically, I w- I w- no spoilers, but the world will end, and it's dolphins. <laughs>
2: I've never understood the urge to swim with dolphins that people have, because if you're swimming in the ocean, you're swimming with dolphins. It's just a matter of how far away they are. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by wood. Sure, garlic can kill a vampire, but can you sit on it? Maybe you can make a house out of bricks, but can you set them on fire? Why use different things for different things when you can use one thing for different things? Wood, multi-purpose tree bones. And letters are slower and less practical than emails, and that makes them more personal. So logically, wouldn't something even slower and less practical than letters be even more personal than that? Show that special someone how much they matter with actual snail mail. Tiny messages written on actual snails. And you love half a glass of water, but don't you wish it had the delivery convenience of a dead bird? Now it does! Just hold an empty glass out the window when it's raining and half a glass of water will fall right out of the sky like a starling that's lost the will to live. Half a glass of water. We're taking credit for the weather now. And when his son goes missing, this father will do whatever it takes to find him again. Or he won't even notice. It's basically impossible to tell in this new live-action reboot of the heartwarming classic Finding Nemo, now starring real fish. No real fish were harmed in the making of this movie, or they were, but as a society, we've basically agreed not to think about fish feelings because that way lies madness. And if you're needing last-minute Christmas ideas, you can give or receive the gift of the gargle. Go to the buglepodcast.com slash donate to get an ad-free version of this and all other Bugle podcasts along with some special exclusive treats. By the way, when I say ad-free, I mean the real ads, not these ads. These ads will continue. You cannot pay me to take them away. There's no amount of money that will remove them from this podcast. Uh, you can help keep the goggle alive and thriving by supporting us at thebeaglepodcast.com slash donate.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.
5: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: it's time for universe news and apparently scientists uh, scientists and science communicators have agreed that we need to stop telling people that the universe is a meaningless void Uh, Tiff Stevenson I can't stop you telling everyone that the universe is a meaningless void can you unpack this story for us
3: sure I need to stop doing that with my vagina as well just while we're here (laughs) um (laughs) in really not news many science nerds aren't really good at into personal communication or personality stuff or how they get their messaging out there so it's uh, the copernican principle um which is you know bloody copernicus if in doubt blame the italians uh one essential function of science communication is to mobilize people to act against some of hu- humanity's most pressing problems so they've given covid or climate changes examples however uh, in this article it says unlike most people scientists and science communicators often tend to think humans are in a sense nothing special uh, this idea is known as the Copernican principle so um, it's talking about paradoxes in science communication so though science doesn't deny the importance of human happiness and societal function we would not expect a physicist to modify their theories of cosmology to make them more psychologically meaningful. So the two great paradoxes that they're giving here are uh the science communication struggles with is we live in a number one we live in a deterministic world without free will yet we must choose to accept science and prevent climate change and we must act now. And two, the universe is destined to end in a dead freezing void and life has no meaning but we must prevent climate change so our planet does not become a dead overheated void and we can continue our meaningless lives. And I think the second one should be a new live laugh love sign for your kitchen (laughs) and that would work really nicely um yeah so basically it's 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 a communication issue it's trying to get people to care about stuff but ultimately saying that humans aren't important in the grand scheme of things and it you know it's it's just kind of leaning into that thing that science is depressing us and I've always thought like science and technology for that matter should be able to excite as well as depress us or at least excite us first you know like Wow, the Earth is not flat, followed by the knowledge that humans are forever cursed to move in ever-diminishing circles. Or, cool, gravity stops me flying off into space but also holds me down, man. Oh, look, a sex robot, followed by the crushing realisation of your own loneliness. Or, space tourism is finally being realised. Yay! With all the worst billionaires, you know, leading the charge. Boo! There you go. (laughs) So, you want to feel excited first before the disappointment sets in. Um, So, it's about scientists finding that line between between how they communicate what's pressing and urgent without like, really bumming us out, to use an American phrase.
2: Well, I feel like this is just a matter of focus. Like it's, it depends on which science facts you put next to which other science facts. Like, you know, you could have uh, sometimes dogs make friends with ducks. Also, the universe is a meaningless void, and we're all going to, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I feel like if you, it's it's the balance of these things uh, that we need to to focus on. There, you know, here's a dolphin giving you a thumbs up. Maybe we can prevent climate change. Uh, because he can pick the trash out of the mouths of the turtles. I don't know. I feel like this (laughs) this article has specifically put, like, the two most upsetting things next to the two most urgent things, and that just makes you feel stressed out and like you're not doing enough to save the world. Uh, But I feel if you're talking about, like, you know, more exciting and pleasant things, like ants that can feel love, uh, that might make you feel a little bit more positive about recycling, you know?
4: So I, I don't agree that humans aren't special. Like, you can't just say the universe is massive, so that means we're not special. It, doesn't make any, it literally doesn't make any sense. Like, those two things aren't connected. Like, just because it, it is, is massive <laughs> and ever-expanded, but we invented jelly. Like, come on. <laughs> like, we, there was no need to invent jelly, right? Why don't we just make this thing, and it, it's kind of translucent, and it wobbles. Like, we did that. We did that out of our own. So what's what could be what could be more special than that? Or there's loads of things that we've done that was are special. Like I once had a friend who could give herself her own French manicures. Do you know how hard it is? To give yourself your own French manicure, you've got to put all the, you've got to do the border thing, and you've got to paint your 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 the edge like you know meticulously white, and then you've got to do the pink bit, and you've got to do the overcoat, and you've got to have that patience in between each layer to wait. <laughs> no, that's special. Do you know what I mean? You've got a Sistine Chapel, and you've got a person you can give herself a French manicure, and you're saying that person isn't special that's you don't get to do that like yes it's ever expanded it's infinite we don't know what it's expanded into but at the same time like you can get vegan dms now like no one had to do that so i just sort of think it's a bit it's just a bit negative to say we're not special because the universe is maybe the, maybe it's the universe that's not special we're great but the fact that it's infinite and ever expanding i mean there's so much of it it can't mean anything why are we bothering
2: Have you thought about a career in science communication,
3: I think? Well, I just thought about jelly there and you just described it, but you left out one key element because you said it wobbles, but it also wibbles.
4: Oh, it wibbles as well. (laughs) You know, <laughs> it wibbles
3: as well, it, you know, like let's blow. not forget the wibbling. In all of this, I feel we've forgotten the most important point, which is the wibbling.
4: It wibbles, wobbles, <laughs> wibble, wobble jelly on a plate. Do you not remember in the I 80s? I know the rest of <laughs> that. Do you, do you remember when you used to get like yogurt jelly? It was called set yogurt. You used to get yes. it from Bee Jams and they used to give that to us. You no, know just yes. wild. <laughs> And you yeah. take it oh, out and, of the pot, and it would just be solid. Weird.
3: Yes, yeah, and I love that you've referenced bee jams because I just feel like feel like it going back like in time. It like a
2: horrifying British invention that they've done, and they've fed it to you as children as a way of like telling you that the world's a horrible place. <laughs> That's not a thing that I've ever encountered. <laughs> jelly, jellied yogurt. jelly yogurt.
4: It's called set yogurt, and it was f-ing grim.
2: Ready, set,
3: yogurt. Bee jams is now Iceland because they want you to know everything's frozen, but B-jams sounded cooler.
4: Yeah, because it's (laughs) B-jam.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's some... We B-jam in here. (laughs) We (laughs)
2: B-jams. And now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Athena, what have you brought in for us this week?
4: Oh, okay. I don't have it here, but I'll describe it to you and you'll blow your mind. It's like a serving dish and what it is is you put three tea lights in it and there's a little metal cover that goes on it and you put food on it so when you entertain your guests okay they can be given food that is warm but get this right doesn't bloody work it's three tea lights you can't (laughs) (laughs) but what happens is if you if your friends are like mine your friends are always late so when the food is cold it's like it was warm an hour ago
2: Sounds like a recipe for three soot marks on the base of your plate. <laughs> exactly,
4: <laughs> exactly. You know, more, more, um, more um, porcelain or whatever my stuff's made out of that you can't, that can't be cleaned. It's not porcelain. That's whatever, it's, whatever Wilco's makes their stuff out of, that's what it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's really good because it's really important. It's really important people come to your house. You look like. You're entertaining, and that you're trying to entertain in a very sophisticated way. But the reality is, is you're not really sophisticated. I'm not great at entertaining, but it, the, it's, it's it's the thought that counts. Uh, and across the tenor tenner, um, so it's a tenner to serve food to your friends that isn't warm, but it looks like you intended it for it to be warm, and it's therefore it's not warm anymore. Five out of five, five stars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Tiff, what have
3: you brought in for us? Um, I'm going to review aging. Um, I feel like I've maybe reviewed it even on here before but it's an ongoing process and I don't like it like I know that it's a privilege I know that it is but I found a great armpit hair yesterday and I don't know how to respond to that I mean maybe get rid of my armpit hair but I kind of like growing it in a little bit um, because it keeps me warm in the winter and also I've just got so many creams now I've got one to get rid of wrinkles one to get rid of spots one to get rid of bags I'm basically aiming for no face I think that's the <laughs> ultimate beauty ideal. So I'm gonna give it three out of five stars because yes, it is a privilege and it's wonderful, but also sometimes difficult to contend with. On yourself, on other people, I love it, I love it. I love watching, you know, um, the beauty of people's faces
2: change it, just not my own, it's confronting. <laughs> And now it's time for your literary scandal news. As you know, The the Gargle is an extremely high-flown uh, publication and we deal with literature and tech and sport. And this is a breaking scandal in the world of literature in which a an author who was lined up to have a very successful debut uh, in the sci-fi fantasy genre um, has absolutely just tanked her own career by creating false accounts and review bombing other authors um, who she felt might be competition. Unfortunately, um, in addition to this being a very politically bad move, uh, most of the authors who she review bombed were uh, people of colour, which has added an extra special flavour to this particular version of career suicide Uh, Athena can you unpack this story for us
4: I can so let's check this out Scandal Rocks Publishing as debut author is linked to fake Goodreads accounts that review bumpers. I didn't know you could get a fake Goodreads account. I thought Goodreads was the one social media thing, space, where <laughs> that was free from this kind of f***ery. And I'm a little bit shaken by this because I thought it was wholesome. I thought it was like the Waltons. You know how you, no one had sex in the Waltons? <laughs> no one had sex in the house in the prairie? No one, bad, people barely had sex on Quantum Leap. Do you know what I mean? This is the kind of thing that you can, I can put my child in front of this and they'll learn life lessons and not be exposed. And I always thought that about Goodreads. Um, um, but it's not the case. Her name's Kate Corain. She's a And she, she writes sci-fi, the most wholesome of all the genres. This isn't like chiclet. Do you know what I mean? She's not, This isn't historical <laughs> fiction. I know that we know they're all at each other's throats. This is sci-fi. we supposed to be a community. So she's she's gone and invented lots of kind of fake accounts. And she's written... She's gone and found books that are kind of similar to hers. And she's decided to invent fake accounts to... Um, Uh, to to then review other books poorly which makes no sense because I don't know anyone who read a book and liked it so much they thought I liked it so much I'm never going to buy another book again (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, this is the only book I'll ever need. Oh, I heard Kate Corain's got a book out. Well, I'm not going to read it because I just read this really good book by someone who's quite similar to her. So I'm not going to read her book. Like, surely if you want your book to sell, you go to all the other writers who've written similar books and say, this is the best book ever. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to read every book that's just like this um, because that's kind of how genre works. Uh, so what, what a f***ing idiot.
2: I mean, Stupid woman. I mean, what a f***ing idiot is probably the headline of this piece. Because one of the reasons that uh, these fake review accounts were discovered to be fakes was that they all universally um, ranked Kate Corrane's book five stars and everybody else's book badly. Among other things, one of the people whose books she review bombed, which is to say, uh, gave one star reviews to from a number of accounts, one of the one of the people who she review bombed was someone who'd given her a positive blurb on her book. Uh, it's shaken the sci-fi community. It's shaken the Goodreads community, as you say, the final frontier of integrity in the social media space. <laughs> and uh, it has shaken the Raylo fandom uh, from which uh, Kate Coraine emerged, which is to say the online fan fiction community writing uh, Star Wars fan fiction about uh, <laughs> uh, Ray, uh, the, the character who's like in the new Star Wars film and Kylo Ren, who's the baddie in the new Star Wars films. And by new Star Wars films, I mean like 14 Star Wars films ago. There's been like heaps. Daisy Um, Ridley and Adam Driver. Yeah, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. The people who write sexy fan fiction about Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are shocked to their core (laughs) at this turn up. (laughs) After a number of successful transitions from fan fiction into books... Uh, including things like the Twilight series. Um, it looks like fandom has reached the apotheosis of drama and sadness. It's a real real downer for those of us who spent a lot of our teen years reading bad fan fiction.
3: Am I the only one that's up for a literary scandal? I just think there's not enough of them since the Blooms set started all banging each other. Like, <laughs> bring, it, bring it on. Uh, one of the reviews that she left, which was just, it's so, like petty because what it seems about it's it's attacking people with the same publisher and this seems to be over like money because there's one on Molly X Chang's book uh, that says I can't believe Del Rey which is the publisher spent half a million dollars on this when they could have spent half a million dollars on anything else sorry not sorry the sorry not sorry at the end is like <laughs> kind of like I'm just an online like this isn't me fellow author slagging you off so it's like that's because you didn't get Half a million dollars um, And it's your debut novel So maybe this person has got form And that's why they got half a million dollars So it just It kind of feels so Also her book is called Crown of Starlight And it just sounds a bit porny Like <laughs> I feel like it could go in the men She wrote lexicon Or even you know I I, I feel like, like he heaved himself Irregularly into a crown of starlight It's just uh, Something <laughs> you know, it's men she wrote or it's, it's uh dancey. It's, it's, it's right. It's right in there. Um And then it, it sort of says that she, the, yeah, the author claimed it was a friend who specifically targeted everyone else that was vaguely in competition with her. Um But I think the self-sabotage of doing it to someone who's provided a positive and also the amount of time and energy rather than just like making your own publicity campaign for your book, like, you know, or making your own work exceptional. You've gone away and spent the time to set up a bunch of alt accounts to just slag off other people's it's such a low vibration. I hate to sound all hippie like, and crystally, but it is.
2: It's such a low vibration. It doesn't vibration. feel like the best use of your time. <laughs> We you know with two
4: factor authentication, it's not easy to just be setting up accounts. You've got mobile phones pinging everywhere, text messages, more emails. <laughs> sign into this account to confirm this account, to so confirm what that account is. Now sign in again. Google alert. Like, could you imagine? Even I can't manage. I have two email addresses. Okay, one for my junk mail, you know, and one for like you guys. Um, and that's hard. That's that's stressful. This this woman has got so many just to slag off writers on on Goodreads. Um, so I hope the Goodreads community um, docks her um, and you know really show because I believe all good communities do have a dark side, but you've got to scratch on the surface to kind of reveal it. So I hope that they really go in on her. Let's get let's get dragging. Let's get the let's get the literary community dragging this person. <laughs> let's get on the news at ten. Do you know what I what mean, I'm pretty let's sure make they it a have big thing.
2: D- dragged it. She's lost her, her book contract and. Uh, basically her reputation has been entirely destroyed i feel like she's been sufficiently punished which i think is sad because she has inspired me now to go on my very little used goodreads account and then just pick like dead authors from a hundred years ago and like go in hard on the one star reviews for like proofs like what is this dog shit
3: it's so it's such it's such the way of like because you tend to take these to heart but oftentimes people are more likely to go online and do that kind of thing when they don't like something. Like people just, if they enjoy something, they go, oh, I enjoyed that and then get on with their lives. But when people don't like something, that's when they feel the urge to go online and put that comment under your YouTube clip or your, you know, I used to say about the YouTube clips, you should treat them like the Portaloos at Glastonbury. Don't look down because it's just shit upon shit <laughs> upon shit and then someone's mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> that they've dropped. My favourite uh, my favourite
2: trolley interchange was somebody who wrote under one of my YouTube videos, I don't like her foreign accent. And I replied to him, which you should never do, but I replied, uh, I think you'll find you're foreign. And he <laughs> replied, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, which made me very happy but let me be a little bit sappy and in the Christmas spirit can I say to all of the listeners of The Gargle uh, as an antidote to this terrible thing being done in the world because it is kind of sad and depressing go out and just praise something that you like go out and give a a five-star review to something that you enjoyed but didn't think to put out some positive energy in the world because it feels like the right time of year Icelandic volcano news now, our final story for today. Bear in mind that this is a breaking news story, and in that circle of breaking news that says exciting volcano near major infrastructure, nobody dead, so we can have fun with it. Uh, but, of course, that circle is dangerously close to a Venn diagram in which it overlaps into uh, into heartless Anthony Jezelnik laughing about tragedy too soon territory. So uh, all I have to say to the Grinjevik volcano is three things. Uh, One, please stay picturesque and awe-inspiring without veering Pompeii wards. Uh, Two, please tell me how to pronounce Grinjevic. And three, I apologise in advance if this story has suddenly become a really poor-taste segment. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, (laughs) you periodically explode along a a three-and-a-half-kilometre radius. Can you unpack this story?
3: Well, I actually have a a deep uh, theory. I'm not even going to say conspiracy theory because it was in my show, but... uh, that um, do you remember spontaneous human combustion From it was big in the 80s it was actually because <laughs> it was always women they were always old and it's just women who got tired of sexist shit and literally self emoliated was always like knitting needles and like a Zimmer frame in the shot and a, hand, a charred handbag and shit <laughs> so um, I feel this could be this volcano could be the combined rage of like perimenopausal women across the world <laughs> or specifically in Iceland <laughs> Just like erupting in just like rage and injustice. Um, it says apparently that the volcano could die out by the weekend. So there's a volcanologist. They exist. And that is not the same as being really into Star Trek. Um, come on, guys.
4: Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. it's really good. <laughs> okay, okay.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, erupting yeah. <laughs> really unemotionally. I get it. I get it. He said the eruption had slowed down from its peak, could abate in the coming days. Um... And then he talks about, he goes on to make comments about fissures, which makes me uncomfortable because I didn't realise they were connected to, I've only ever heard them referred to in an anal sense. I've never heard, I've never, I don't really, and the scientific term of a fissure is never really in my orbit, but like anal fissure, you know, you have a poo, maybe there's a little bit of blood, you don't know what it could be. That's the automatic assumption. Um also, it's put in the sentence, Mr. Thorderson believes the chance of more openings from the fissure are
4: small. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: well, it's sort of an exciting volcano because normally you think of volcanoes as being sort of um, c- circular and contained. But this one is like along a very long crack, essentially. Um so it's it's got this extraordinary sort of visual effect to it have you if you've, you've seen any of the footage of this and if you haven't please treat yourself to the awe inspiring sight of uh, the earth breaking um <laughs> just just breaking you know i didn't know didn't know the earth could do that <laughs> i mean except in the sort of s- slow motion car crash that is climate change sort of way um but yeah just that there the, the, there was some ground and it just went f- it um and then <laughs> started spraying <laughs> lava out of itself, which is a, a, a fun thing to do.
4: I can relate to the ground, but I think every, every this is obviously a natural disaster, but every disaster gives and presents us with opportunities. Okay, hear me out. And Netflix, if you're listening, write this shit down. The floor is lava, extreme, okay? Because the floor <laughs> is actually lava, okay? And people, if so you just, I'm sure there is something that lava doesn't consume, right? um well, you know i don't know what that might be cuz it's notoriously hot but there's something and then so you make these little pillars in the lava okay and it's it's like Takeshi's castle squid game and uh, the wall <laughs> but the floor is lava and the floor is actually yeah, lava this
2: is where we send our defunct right wing politicians to redeem their their public reputation exactly
4: <laughs> could you imagine just boris hopping from pillar to pillar with actual lava like you who like the, and the, volcanoes they're not they're not like erupt like on on demand so we've got to film this stuff when we can film this stuff we've got to do it now 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 um so let's just do it I'm a celebrity get me out of here. It's dead it's done so now it's like I'm a celebrity the floor is actually lava I mean come on guys this is just too good an opportunity to miss and no one's died so we can do it it's fine
3: <laughs> I like that pitch it's sim- different to my pitch which was the uh the floor is lava but with dicks <laughs> um, and that's just more like being a, a woman in the model world <laughs> you've just got to avoid all the dicks <laughs> every, every single opportunity you've got to navigate them
2: well, I'm really for this, because what I've seen so far is uh, extremely beautiful footage of uh, of the volcanoes that has been collected by amateurs, mainly uh, accidentally flying their drones too close to the heat and uh, melting and losing them in the process of collecting this beautiful or inspiring footage. And uh, the fewer, Drones, there are flying around beautiful sites. Uh, the better, so I feel like we should send everyone there with their camera footage. They'll have their moment of viral fame, and there'll be that many fewer drones in the world.
3: Yeah. Also, this this uh, this does say how often do you get this headline um, where it says glowing magma seen from the sky? You know, we all want to yeah. see a bit of glowing magma. As long as no one's hurt, let's have a bit of glowing magma.
4: Yeah, eat the earth. That's what I say. Yeah. Let, I think the Earth should reclaim itself from us via lava. And Netflix should <laughs> film it.
2: And that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ad section at the back. Uh, Athena, what have you got to plug?
4: What, at Christmas? You've been asking me that question. <laughs> F- in hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> genuinely, I can't plug it because it's, it's been announced in January. So I've got to plug something that I can't plug until January, and no Tiff, When I say plug, stop thinking of my butthole. Yeah, I saw your eyes light up. Oh, you have got a plug something, sort of have you? <laughs> Just, no. Yes, okay. You're thinking of my my crown, my my what was that? <laughs> my crown my, my, of my, starlight. Crown of starlight being plugged. No, <laughs> something else. Uh, so that's very it's, very it's lovely, but you're gonna have to find me on some of my socials. Um, and I, it's like literally, it's the last. It's Christmas. Like I'm going to plug. Who are you? Who are you talking to? I'm off for the next two weeks, mate.
2: Uh, well, Tiff, have you got anything to plug?
3: Um, I would just plug my uh, social medias, probably, because um, that will list all my upcoming shows and stuff. Also, um, there's a video of mine of Michelle Moan uh, trying to explain what money is um, that I just put out. So, if you're in the mood for a bit of, of Michelle, uh, then then go find that on my on my uh, Instagram, Tiff Stevenson Comic.
2: Uh, well, I have two specials out now as of today. Um, they are at Go Faster Stripe, and that is Kronos and Twist. I recommend watching Kronos first uh, because by the nature of time passing, uh, Twist sort of has spoilers for Kronos in it. Uh, but you can get them at Go Faster Stripe for £10 for the pair. And if you do not want to pay that amount of money, sign up at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Fraser and they will be available there for free in a month. So that's patreon.com. Slash Alice Fraser. This is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again, not next week. I think we're having a week off next week, but the week after. Bye.
0: You can listen to other programs from the Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories, and The Gargle. Wherever you find your podcasts.